You see, sir, a man infatuated with love, her ardent and eager slave. So fetch the pomade and palmistone, stone, and lend me a more seductive tone, a sprinkling, perhaps, of French cologne. But first, sir, I think, a shave. The closest I ever gave. Catching fire from one man to the next. Tis true, as our love can still inspire the blood to pound the heartly pyre. What more? What more can, can man require? More than love, sir. More than love, sir. What's her? Women. Oh, yes, women. Pretty women. Welcome to Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive, uh, the podcast on Cinema Geekly Premium, where we determine once and for all which is the greatest in a film franchise, uh, the greatest film of a director or actor's career, and sometimes, on a very special occasion, who the hottest man on the face of the planet is. Uh, I'm still trying to get over that podcast, you guys. Uh, it's Aaron DeLosa with us and uh, Mr. Glenn Beauvais. You guys, uh, still, I'm still recovering from that Sexiest Man Alive podcast. I don't know where you guys stand on it, but uh, the debate is still raging in my mind. Are you guys, are you guys confident in your choice? I'm chomping at the bit for round two. <laughs> Glenn, yeah, how are you round... feeling? Yeah, I feel fine. Um, I feel like this isn't going to be as, I don't want to say fun, but it's not, definitely not going to be as interesting as as the last one i'll say that oh no yeah i mean we're not going to be able to delve deep into the psyches of the hosts on this uh on this particular episode of the podcast but uh if you are looking for some sort of uh lay down on the couch and and tell me all about your deepest darkest feelings (laughs) that last episode uh is one to check out for sure okay so if you are listening to this for the first time this is the first version of uh horribly flawed incredibly decisive that you're listening to this is how it works uh, we take a look. Uh, this week, it's going to be the films of Tim Burton. And uh, we use the highly scientifically accurate method of looking at imdb.com and the user rankings that the users of that site provide. And uh, using those scientific scores, we rank his films one through eight and then seed them like a uh, like an NCAA basketball tournament bracket. And uh, then we go around uh, we go around the table here, the digital table on this podcast and determine once and for all, which is the greatest of Tim Burton's films as per usual. Uh, please do not provide any feedback to this episode. As everyone knows by now, uh, 100% accurate, uh, Kit Harrington, hottest man alive on the face of the planet right now. It's still hard to argue in my opinion. <laughs> the, it's uh, definitely hard. This, uh, this, this, <laughs> it's not soft. This, uh, this, this Tim Burton off is going to be uh, slightly controversial, I think. We'll see. Um, it, that could be one of the parts that dip into the horribly flawed half of this podcast. We will soon find out. Uh, we are going to, as we always do, start at the very top of the tournament uh, with our number one and number eight seeds. Uh, this time around, <laughs> the number one Tim Burton seed is Big Fish from 2003 with huh. an... 8.0 out of 10, going up against the number 8 seed, Corpse Bride, from 2005, with a 7.4 out of 10. Jesus. Glenn, we're going to start with you. 
That that's a pretty uh, tight window we're operating in here for number one and number eight. Holy oh, shit! I I should note that the, uh, <laughs> I should note that the number six and number seven seeds were uh, had the same ranking. So I went with who uh, which of those films had more reviews uh, okay. from users uh, to get the higher seed. So there you go, Glenn. I'm going to start with you, sir. Big Fish or Corpse Bride? Uh, I'm going to go with Big Fish. It it's actually it is my I like to set the Batman movies aside because I don't necessarily view them as like Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. It's more Batman, as we've already talked about. Sure. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, Big Fish is my favorite Tim Burton movie. Uh, I think Ewan McGregor is very good in it, and it's kind of like the sci-fi version of Forrest Gump. I mean, it, it is the sci-fi version of Forrest <laughs> Gump. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I just uh, there's a lot there. Um, you know, there's Helen Bonham Carter and not Johnny Depp, so that's a little odd. Usually they come in pairs. That's right. Uh, and I don't know. I just I think or it's one really night interesting. after the other. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I, don't know, I just I think it's a really interesting movie. And when it came out, it was kind of controversial in a way that it was that people didn't know if it was really good or they just hated it. So right, right. Uh, Aaron, where do you stand on this uh, this first battle of the evening? Well, as Glenn just alluded to, uh, I fall into the latter category. I just hated that movie, Big Fish. It uh, it didn't really do much for me, whereas Corpse Bride, it, it does feature Danny Elfman singing. And for Tim Burton and Danny Elfman to come together, anything that involves <laughs> them and singing and claymation, consider me a fan of. So for those reasons, sure. Corpse Bride moves along uh, in my eyes. So we're turning to you for this tiebreaker. Um, yeah, this is uh, unfortunately... I mean, they- they, come on, Danny Elfman plays a guy called Bone Jangles. Oh, come on. Uh, uh, <laughs> Big Fish has got Steve Buscemi in it. Unfortunately for Aaron, I don't know. Even... Bride is, Hennel, is, you know, HBC and Johnny Depp. I mean, that that's his two for Dreamboat right there. Unfortunately for Aaron, I've never even seen Corpse Bride. Oh! And, and Big Fish has a place on my mantle along with one of some of my other favorite films. Uh, it's the only, by the way, best I can tell, I'll have to go through and look at it again, but I'm relatively certain it is the only Tim Burton film I own, uh, is Big Fish. Really? Yeah. I, I really, wow. I really like it. I, I like Ewan McGregor in that movie. Uh, I, the visuals are fantastic. I like How the, one of the few times I, I, I thought the weirdness of Tim Burton came through in a way that I liked. Uh, normally the weird <laughs> visuals, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, can't this guy do anything that looks half normal? It's like, we get uh, it. You shop at Hot Topic. Move the fuck on. <laughs> yes. it's like I don't they, think he shops. I think he's like the majority owner of. Yeah, our, yeah, yeah. he's the head of the Umbrella Corporation yeah. designing all this bullshit that you know, the kids are wearing these days. I mean, it's weird to me that a director can have so many movies that look so different, yet at the same time they all look alike. It's very hard. I don't know how he does it. They they all look the same, but they all look different. I don't know. It's it's weird. He's got a he's got a specific talent for that sort of thing. Uh, I I don't know what it is, man. I just uh, I'm a sucker for it. I I like the movie. I like the story. Uh, I've never seen Corpse Bride. I've seen the uh, the other movie, right? The uh, the really Nightmare Halloween Christmas. Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas, which he did not direct. Uh, and if, nope. if that were in here, I, I maybe would have chosen that because I do like that a lot, but I've never seen Corpse Bride and I'm sure he probably would like it. Uh, I, mean, I guess if it's a, if you liked, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, you'd probably like it. it it's Bride, not as I good think. as Nightmare Before Christmas, but it, it gets it done for claymation and singing. I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so big fish, much to Aaron's dismay. 
Ah, uh, bullshit. It's moving on to the next round. What is with you not voting for the number one seed? You haven't <laughs> voted for the number one seed in any of these. He's got a rage against the machine. Being a, like, being a Lions fan, is it just like come through for you to always have to vote for the underdog? <laughs> no, I, I shouldn't have Pratt. a snowball's chance. I went for Chris Pratt. He was he was number one in our rankings. Oh, there you go. There you go, Glenn. No, See? you know he wasn't. It was Hemsworth was number one, and then you was put he? the number. Yeah, he was number one, and then for some reason, Chris Pratt technically was number two on their list, and you uh, made him go. You made number one and number oh, two yeah, go head to head. I wanted Thor and Star Lord to duke it out. <laughs> When you put Aaron in charge of the brackets, he's just like, that's how we're doing it, buddy. Yeah, that's how I'm ranking it, however the fuck I choose. He's like, my it action... is flawed. <laughs> it is flawed. My two favorite action figures are going head-to-head right now. Right. Um, okay. Get out of the way first. I might have been sitting here playing with them at my desk when we did that shit, too, just to prove a point. We're going to switch it around, Aaron, and we're going to start with you first for number four. Alrighty, sir. The fourth seed, Batman from 1989, with a. It, it's going on. I don't care what the fuck up it's up against. I'm telling you. <laughs> I have a feeling it's gonna. I, I do have a feeling it's gonna go on. Okay. Uh, Batman 1989 with a 7.6 out of 10, going up against the number five seed, Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street from 2007. Oh man. With a 7.5 <laughs> out of 10. Sweeney Todd. Just let me uh, say a few words about this movie mm-hmm. before I move on. Not many movies have ever truly made my butthole just suck shut like with such a force it whistled uh like the part in fucking Sweeney Todd when Alan Rickman started singing <laughs> holy fuck I mean I, I love the guy he, he'll always have a special place in my heart I mean for you know diehard Harry Potter obviously I mean you know love him to death but when he fucking started singing like he, he was the one lone holdout throughout the entire movie where I'm like no this motherfucker is not singing I guarantee it and then out of fucking nowhere like it, it just it comes bellowing out of him like a like a whale got punched in the throat and it was just oozing like the most painful song. It was god awful. Nice. Uh, was it as bad as Russell that... Crowe? Like oh. Russell Crowe when he sang in Lame as Rob, was it that no. bad? No, oh, okay. he was not he was not as bad as Russell Crowe. Uh, or Ben Affleck whenever he sings on any of his movies. Which to the my to the best of my recollection is at least three of them. Or fucking Katie Seagal in any goddamn Sons of Anarchy season. Jesus balls, <laughs> man. Enough. We get it. You like to fucking sing and... Oh. Anyway, yeah. Uh, sorry, where were we? I'm dreaming about, you know, HOAs again. Yeah, Sweeney Todd and Batman. Yeah, Batman, hands down. I mean, you know, as we've said on, on every podcast we've had, essentially, uh, Michael Keaton is my Batman, and this movie is forever my Batman film. So, hands down, it, it's moving on, fellas. Uh, okay, Glenn, where do you sit on the Batman versus the Sweeney Todd? Where we talked about where Big Fish, you know, made the you know the weirdness of Tim Burton, it kind of seemed a little beautiful in a way. Yeah, this is um, <laughs> the weirdness of Tim Burton, where it isn't necessarily beautiful, but for like all the wrong reasons. It's so uh, creepy. It is the it is a creepy movie. It is. Uh, but no, Aaron said it. it's it's Batman. Um, you know, I think whenever it came down to it, the only reason why I had to vote against it was the fact that he killed him at the end. But other than that, it's damn near perfect. So, and you get vintage Kim, Kim Basinger, and they just don't make him like that anymore. Besides, <laughs> besides Kim Basinger's daughter, who looks just like her. The um, and of course, my opinion on this does not matter. But I, I will say this: uh, I was picking Batman anyway, but. Uh, I think there are some redeeming moments in that Sweeney Todd movie, but that's name I, one, name I, one right now, or we're not moving on. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> it's a musical, and I hate musicals with a passion. And I was able to watch the movie from beginning to end, 
So for me, that's a point in its favor hmm. uh, that I was able to actually watch it from start to finish. Uh, I think my memory has blocked out the Alan Rickman singing because as soon as you mentioned that, I'm like, I don't remember him singing. Uh, sometime tonight, I'm expecting to wake up with like a Sam Winchester level headache and my right. head explodes. <laughs> and I, all I'm going to be able to see is Rickman singing at me like my memory is going to float to the surface. But it's I so really bad, man. I oh, must have blocked Lord. it out. I do not remember it. Um, I mean, Batman in every way, shape or form. I was shocked that Sweeney Todd got the uh, got the call up here, but it. Um, it did yeah, have that's a fucking surprising. It did have a pretty. I nice mean, it score. got some Golden Globe nominations. I don't know about Oscars, but I know it did pretty well at the Golden Globes. Sure. Uh, and I will say this: it was better than the Sweeney Todd performance in the Kevin Smith movie Jersey Girl. Uh, so I will say that it was also better than that, in which Ben Affleck sang. Uh, in case people are interested in Mr. Affleck's uh, singing chops. Oh, I am. Of which there are a few. <laughs> um, all right. I, I get to start the next round with uh, the number two seed, the much beloved Edward Scissorhands from 1995 oh, with an 8.0 going up against the number seven seed Beetlejuice from 1988. <laughs> okay. A, the, 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 <laughs> we can move on to the next round here, fellas. With a 7.4. <laughs> no point talking this one out at all. Um, I, I will say this. I, I do like... Uh, I do like Edward Scissorhands. I don't liar. Hate it. You absolute no. liar. There's no way. I'm not kidding. There's parts. <laughs> of this part, there's literally parts of it that I do like. The, it's not a the, horrible. The one part about that movie I liked was seeing the little nerd Anthony Michael Hall grow up to be like the big you know jockey like Billy Zabka bully. That was the one redeeming quality about the entire art house fuckfest shithole that is Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> oh, I like Vincent Price. That was probably the best part. Uh, the, I, mean, uh, I don't know, man. Anthony Michael Hall as a bully is a very strong performance. Uh, I mean, maybe it's just because when I saw that movie, I, I, I think I saw the Johnny Depp potential. Like, I could see him being, like, this this really great actor. And uh, just, you know, I, I'm glad right. I wasn't... Glad I wasn't a betting man, is what I'm saying. Um, not that he's... I mean, there's people far, far worse than, than, than Johnny Depp. And obviously, he's starring in the majority of these movies that we're talking about, but... Um, yeah, it's Beetlejuice for me, just hands down. I mean, uh, Keaton and oh, fuck, I, the, um, for, for me alone, it's just the, uh, th I mean, skinny Alec Baldwin. Come on, you guys. I didn't, when I, he was beautiful in, in, in that, in it's that amazing, movie. right? The transformation. Oh, Aaron, tell me what happened to him. Is it if anyone should have played Superman like at a younger age, it could have been that guy. Like he was gorgeous. This guy, no, he he's another guy much like Val Kilmer who just had so much just hot like vag thrown at him for decades. He's like, fuck it, I'm gonna eat butter and cheese by the crate load, and I don't give a shit anymore. Like he ate himself out of being attractive. Like, do you know how tired your penis has to be in order for you to quit vagina outright? <laughs> Look at that the, the one boondock saint, John Patrick Flanner. Like, oh, right. he, he blew the fuck up. He's a Michelin man. You know, Kilmer did the same thing. There's a million guys like who were like these hot studs. Carol Elwes was on a very slippery slope for That's many right. years right. uh, of Twinkie Fine in his face. <laughs> it's amazing what these guys can do. Yeah, but Alec Baldwin, oh god, he's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice is the only film that I'm uh, I'm relatively certain this is out on Blu-ray. And uh, oh, yeah. it is. I have it. Uh, while while I am questioning... even has a couple episodes of the old cartoon on uh, as oh, a special. Are you features. fucking kidding me? Why do I not have this Blu-ray yet? <laughs> I need to make this my second Tim Burton purchase. I love Beetlejuice. Go it get is. it right now. Order it through Amazon using the Cinema Geekly link. I should, uh, and it's one of the 
It's Definitely. again, it's one of the few Tim Burton movies where his style lends itself to the material. Like Tim Burton's goofiness and wackiness lends itself to fucking Beetlejuice. It, it works perfectly there. Uh, right. And because you're not entirely convinced that this guy doesn't actually see life, you know, as it's playing out in this fucking movie. <laughs> right. Um, it, it's tremendous. Uh, Glenn, sir, you, wh- what's your what's your thought on this very tough battle between Edward Scissorhands and Beetlejuice? Well, even though my vote doesn't matter, I was gonna go with that word. Uh, no, I. Uh... Well, technically, Aaron has not voted yet. I have not. Oh well, I'm, no. I'm, look, I'm not gonna be stupid. It's gonna be Beetlejuice. Uh, I cannot. I, I honestly, what? Can I retract my statement about Big Fish? Because I, I love Beetlejuice, but I always forget. I mean, hell, I just played the slot machine version of it like four hours ago. Um, sure. I always forget that it it is a Tim Burton movie. I guess mm-hmm. because yeah. I think it's good, so I forget that it is Tim right. Burton. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I love it. I, it, it's so great, and, he, and then the TV show is even really funny. So, no, I mean, it was the 15 minutes of screen time Michael Keaton's in it is just as good as Anthony Hopkins in Silence of Lambs for two right. very different reasons. Sure. Uh, but, you know, I mean, oh, I mean, boy. you get to see. Now I'm thinking I have to splice out uh, Anthony Hopkins from uh, Handle or uh, from Silence of Lambs and put him into Beetlejuice with their screen times about the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they were both. I mean, I know I know for a fact that Anthony Hopkins is that was all he was on, on screen for Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice 15 minutes. Yeah, something like that. Jesus. Yeah, it was that uh, much time. It was mostly that crazy. the crazy. That that doesn't seem like like true at all. My yeah, God, it was mostly Lydia and the the people who lived in the house. Yeah, it was mostly huh. that. And Winona Ryder. Well, Winona you know, Ryder. Oh, before yeah. Tim Burton decided that he loved Johnny Depp more. Uh, yeah, I guess it's kind oh, of. Oh, he really broke her poor little heart, didn't he? I think what? that that's what Edward Scissorhands is about. Is like his transition from Winona Ryder and his love for her <laughs> for his love for Johnny Depp. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, I know, right? So when did HBC step in and come up the works? Uh, what was their first movie together? Anybody know? I don't. I think he probably saw her in Merlin and thought, "Oh man, I wonder if she really <laughs> like, man, does." She like, looks a lot like Johnny. Yeah, I wonder if she. <laughs> I wonder if she's really into incest in real life. Uh, she's the next Winona Ryder, right? Yeah, but no, I. I just. I. I really do love Beetlejuice. It. It is. It's so unique and it just. It's so damn goofy, but it works so well. And you know, you're talking about how beautiful. Adam Baldwin is in that movie. Adam Baldwin, sorry, Alec Baldwin. Wow, <laughs> that's a different clan. Biodome's uh, on a list somewhere. We're gonna cover. He's put it. He's on the Elder Statesman, right? Is that Thank the one? He's, yeah. he's 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 being jotted down as we speak. But no, Alec Baldwin and uh, you know, and Gina Davis before she turned into a man. Uh, oh, I she's mean, so horsey. It's like her no. and D. Snyder can be stunt doubles for each other now. <laughs> I think we'll just end it at that. Your turn, Aaron. And Carrie Bradshaw as well. Uh, yeah, Aaron. Oh, yeah, been SJP. A, oh. lay, lay, your, lay your opinion down on this battle, even though you have no say in it. Oh, Beetle motherfucking juice. That's right. That is right, sir. Uh, was there anything in that Scissorhands movie? You seem to hate that movie with a passion, sir. I do. It's just, it, honestly, it... it he he carved her an ice statue with his scissory hands. Oh, you motherfucker! Like you, I think you, you bring it up like the the worst parts of this movie. It was just he it loves was that pale girl. He loves that pale woman. Oh god! Oh, Do you hate so it because bad. of like the hot topic stuff? Like all these quote unquote goth kids. Like you're not goth. You just like Tim Burton and black stuff. Like that, right. that doesn't make you goth. I don't like you're not cutting yourself. Yeah, and it, it just might be like the, the classic kids that like that movie in particular. I mean, you know, it, it, you run into the hot topic kids who like you know Doctor Who and all the Tim Burton bullshit. Like everywhere you go, it, it just fucking happens. But I mean, it seems to me that people who love this movie in particular out of all of them are just the worst sort of people. 
If, but uh, it's like people who think Donnie uh, Donnie Darko is like thought provoking. Oh, like, what a lump of shit that movie is! <laughs> I mean, like uh, people are like, oh man, it's so good. It's like, well, yeah, if you're like twelve, it's probably like the smartest film you've seen <laughs> up until that point. Oh, sure, but it's sure. Not like it's pretty simple. It's not. It's not that. It's not that big of a deal, guys. It's no. kind of dumb. Let's not rank it that close to Citizen, Citizen Kane just yet here, kiddies. And, it, and it ripped off the, the abyss with the water effects. I mean, that, oh my that, God. I, mean I, I hate James Cameron, but you know what? He should get money for that. I hate James Cameron, too, because he has not released that movie on Blu-ray yet. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I, yeah, I know he's busy working on Avatars 2 through 132. Well, but... he's working with the uh, Imagineers at Disney to help make that Pandora Park at the Animal Kingdom, so... Asshole. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the let's move on to the next one. Uh, who uh, um, has everybody has everybody started one off? I think everyone has. So yeah. we'll go back with Glenn. This this one may be uh, this one may be the toughest battle, uh, and I'm not sure why, but I'm getting that sense, Glenn. Maybe you can help me out. The uh, the number three seed is Ed Wood from 1994 oh. with a seven point nine versus the number six seed. Sleepy Hollow from 1999 with a 7.4. Ouch. For me, this isn't tough. Um, as awesome as Christopher Walken is in Sleepy Hollow, <laughs> I generally think that movie's garbage. Especially since I know that Christina <laughs> Ritchie is like... I, as they filmed it, I'm pretty sure she was 17. And Johnny Depp was 40 when that movie came out. So Yeah, but, uh, but Glenn, it, they're method actors and they were, you know, set in... You know, times that were before, like modern statutory laws. I'm sure it was fine. Yeah, I mean, it is fine in in those times. <laughs> but I, I really think that is, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever watched. <laughs> uh, and that, so that being said, and I really do like Ed Wood. Again, I forget that it's a Tim Burton movie because yep. it's good. Uh, but uh, no, I'm gonna go with Ed Wood. I mean, Mar- Martin Landau is. Fantastic in that movie. Oh, is so. uh, Isabella Lugosi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Aaron, where do you stand on this uh, this very difficult topic? Uh, it just, you know, she was 18 when they filmed that, so if it helps sway you at all. I mean, I know it was released when <laughs> she was 18. And nope. I, I, it was released so. when she was 19. Oh, man. There oh, you uh, go. It kind of ruins it. So she was legal. I mean, so it, it, it's fine to drool over her boobs and butt all you want. <laughs> If you'd done it one hour before she was 18, though, illegal. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, Aaron, where do you stand on uh, Ed, Edward, uh, Edward v. Sleepy Hollow? I just saw Edward for the first time a few months ago. Absolutely loved it. Uh, top to bottom, I, I, I think next to most of his films, it would have been a tough choice for me, like going up against Batman. Uh, but Edward, hands down, I mean, it's it's not even fucking close. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean right uh, th- Bill Murray alone in that movie, uh, <laughs> Martin Land, it just, oh my God, so many just fantastic, you know, little bit performances like stand out in that movie amongst other standout performances. It, it, it's a really great movie. Any, anyone who hasn't seen it, just go right out and fucking watch it immediately. It would have been my pick as well. I watched, uh, Sleepy Hollow once a very long time ago. And I do not remember anything about it whatsoever. But it's I not do terrible. I mean, you get to see Casper Van Dien uh, not shooting a giant bug, so that's, that's a nice change of pace. That's right for him, anyway. Yeah, right. uh, the, uh... I saw him shoot at a giant snake, and then the snake killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How perfect are that guy's teeth? Have you ever seen them? Yeah, I oh, have. I've seen him amazing. in person. <laughs> is, is he is he pretty in person? 
he, he's actually very pretty in person. Is Casper Van Dien going to make it into our next uh, countdown or next? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe we like should do 90s, like like the, like like the men of the sci-fi channel. Yeah, like the washed up. <laughs> yeah, that, washed up ashore. My show. Yeah, Richard <laughs> Dean Anderson. That uh, that kid from uh, that kid who from fucking Home Improvement who played Thor. Was, <laughs> what's his name? He was what? Like, yeah, the the older. Tell me it was the little one, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No, it was me... not. No, no, it was He's not. Like it was three the feet older... tall playing Thor. Tell me they did that. No, it was the older brother. I can't oh. remember his name whatsoever, but he played Thor in a movie. Looked... on Sci-Fi That older one always looked like he was smelling farts. Oh like, he yeah, just is that, that the one on with Kevin face. Nash? Like that Thor movie yeah, with Kevin I th- Nash? I think Kevin so. Nash was in. Th- oh my god. Okay, he I was gotta, Odin. I gotta watch yeah. this. Oh, he was what? Yeah, he was Odin. Who the hell? Oh, I, it went, it. I know what I'm, I'm watching it. it it's pretty special. Aaron, we need to talk about sci-fi movies again like we did that one podcast. Oh, the off the rails? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I am I am in. Uh, yeah, I would I would have went with Ed Wood, too. I mean, mainly because it fits with uh, how, what I think works for Tim Burton best. He's not very good at making great movies, and he was making a movie about a guy who made bad movies. Uh, yeah. It just was synergy that worked too well. It resulted in a great film. Uh, Johnny Depp was good. I mean, obviously, uh, Martin Landau was fucking tremendous. It was a it was a very good movie. Uh, and now to the part where Aaron rages our break in between brackets, because that means there's a certain movie that did not make this tournament. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Aaron. Which Tim Burton movie did not make it into this tournament that you wish would have? Batman Returns. It's not, dude. It did not make. I don't remember <laughs> if it was because it was like a tenth point lower than one of the oh. other ones. Or if it had lost out because it had less reviewers reviewing the movie, but think okay, about actually, uh, I, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna take a second one here. Batman Returns for obvious reasons. I mean, you know, it, sure. as Glenn and I have discussed many times. I mean, it, it top to bottom. I mean, it, it it's Batman from the comic books, live action. I mean, you know, what isn't there to love about it? Uh, but for me, uh, one of uh, Tim Burton's lesser known movies, probably one of his more hated films, is a movie that I could watch every day and just giggle my balls off for like 90 minutes as cabin boy really i've never i absolutely fucking love cabin boy it is so goddamn funny glenn have you seen cabin boy yeah yeah i've seen it like it hate it where where are you at on it um i kind of like i think it's like it's bad that it's enjoyable kind of thing so (laughs) it's so good it's bad chris elliott like you know oh my god (laughs) oh he's so fucking funny in that movie like he is so funny yeah, he, he's he's right the star there. of the movie. Like uh, David Letterman's in it. Andy Richter is like you know the the big co-star of the movie. It uh, Chris Elliott's he's playing some rich schoolboy who uh, <laughs> who who gets swept away on, on like a magical journey like you know across the ocean. Like he runs in like mer people and gets stranded on an island and you know the, there's giants and pirates. It's uh it, it's definitely uh, a big slice of awesome in my opinion. So. Glenn, where are you sitting on this, man? A Tim Burton movie that did not make the list that should have. Not to sound like a broken record with Aaron, so we'll just go with the Batman Returns <laughs> stand aside. But no, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. I mean, like, oh yeah, that's I love right. that movie. I forget that's his. Yeah, Pee Big Adventure. Yeah. Fuck. Um, if you want to count his, uh, his, you know, he helped with the storyboards on Fox and the Hound. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I loved Fox and the Hound when I <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not him, but I just he did, you know, have some help with it when he was an animator. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, those two are really the only ones I can think of. I mean, thank God Alice in Wonderland didn't stand here. Oh, sure, sure. Because that movie in the Chocolate Factory, Dark Shadows, uh, you name it. Uh, Charlie oh. in the Chocolate Factories. I mean, you. T- uh, <laughs> you yeah. t- 
It's you perfect. take. Oh God, the Marky Mark Planet of the Apes too. Where the fuck oh, is that? Oh my on this God, list? Exactly. that should have been on the list just for debate, like the, the debate opportunities alone. It's a. Uh, it's, it's throwing it in there for. It's, fun. I would have seen the finals come down to Planet of the Apes versus Batman. I shit you it not. It is, uh, Aaron. Aaron, as you well know, that movie is on the campaign trail for the reelection of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, oh, fuck. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, another Tim Bitten movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, because all of you guys are like Batman Returns aside, I'm just gonna say Batman Returns should have been on this list. <laughs> I am shocked that it lost out to like uh, Sleepy Hollow and uh, yeah, really. fucking uh, what was its score? Do you know? Um, it was like I want to oh, fuck. I don't remember. I want to say it was maybe like a seven three or something like that. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah, it, but it tells me a lot of people love his fucking movies. If that you know, they're all rated at least like seven you know or above. Oh yeah, there wasn't a it's Johnny Depp in it. I mean Johnny sure. Depp and the hot topic people just bump it up. Yeah. Uh, so here we go, you guys. We're gonna start at the bottom. And we're going to do the number three seed, Ed Wood from 1994 with a 7.9 against the number four seed, Batman from 1989 with a 7.6. And Aaron, we're starting with you, sir. Do I even? Oh, oh, Batman, yeah. Not even close. You just saw it. Not even fucking close, yeah. Absolutely not. I mean, yeah, given the choice, you know, like I said, I I loved Ed Wood. There was a lot of good performances, but, you know, us being what it is, Batman, uh, would be damn near any movie you put up against it, in, in, in my opinion, Tim Burton or no. So, yeah, Batman moves on. Okay, Glenn, where do you sit on this one? Yeah, I mean, same thing. I, As good as Ed Wood is, which it is a better movie, probably, but no, I mean, it's Batman. Just Michael Keaton in it. It's just awesome. You know, the first time we get to see it on the big screen in a way that it wasn't done with, you know, effects of PAL. Yeah. and stuff so yeah no i mean it was it was a big deal when it came out i mean it's one of the pillars i would say of you know modern filmmaking right um yeah i i fucking i would have gone with batman as well and i really liked ed wood but uh you know batman's one of those movies where uh it just feels like like you said glenn you sometimes you forget it's a tim burton movie and then you're like oh yeah that guy directed it shit uh, well, it's like you say, like, you know, you know, like we always bring it up. It's like no one doesn't know it's not a Tim Burton movie. It's just that isn't a, like it's not a quality you bring up. It's just, oh, yeah. Well, OK, yeah. Tim Burton's Batman. But it's not like you think of it as a Tim Burton movie. You're not like, right. oh, I'm putting Tim Burton against Nolan versus Schumacher. It's just like it is a it's just a movie that Tim Burton made kind of thing. Right, right. It's it's only there as part of being the colon of. You know, uh, which uh, which uh, Captain America movie? You like uh, First Avenger or you know, Winter Soldier? Like that's that's how I use the Tim Burton name. It is just the colon afterwards. Right. The um, okay, so the final second round matchup here is a is a tough one, uh, Glenn, and we're going to start with you on this one. It's the number one seed, Big Fish from two thousand three, with an eight point against the lowly number seven seed, that little train that could Beetlejuice from nineteen eighty eight. Seven point four out of ten, Glenn. Where do you stand on this battle? Uh, Beetlejuice. I mean, my my favorite scene, I think, almost in any movie is the popcorn scene in Big a Big Fish. I just, mm-hmm. I really, I really enjoy that because uh, I'm a hopeless romantic at, at, at the heart of it for sure. some reason. Uh, but no, I mean, <laughs> it's Beetlejuice. I mean, that movie is just, it's so freaking fun. Uh, I mean, it's just a it's just a bag of candy, and you just can't stop eating it. <laughs> put that shit on the poster. Uh, reissue the poster and put that on it. It's really? the best Beetlejuice movie since Saving Private Ryan. 
That also needs to be on the poster as well. Um, yeah, here's the thing. I already talked about how much I love uh, how much I love Big Fish and Beetlejuice. Uh, and I'm really torn here because, as I mentioned, I actually own one of these movies. <laughs> Although I feel shame for now not owning the other. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm so, I'm so tempted to pick Big Fish, but I'm so leaning towards Beetlejuice because... I, I, I wasn't really thinking about it, but kind of sub, maybe subconsciously it was there. But when Glenn mentioned that thing of like, oh, shit, I forgot that's a Tim Burton movie. Like he's that's I've never f- seen a director who have, who have left that kind of effect on me. Like it's never that like that with Michael Bay. Like, oh, shit, I forgot that was a Michael Bay movie. It, every Michael Bay movie is obviously a fucking Michael Bay movie. Um, shit, I'm so leaning towards. I think I'm going to just pick Beetlejuice here. I really love Big Fish like a lot. Oh man! But I forgot how much I love Beetlejuice, to be honest with you. And the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of shocked that it is not rated higher. The fact that it almost didn't even make the the tournament is is kind of baffling to me. Like uh, it's a really it's a really really good movie. And as much as I like Big Fish, I got to pick Beetlejuice. Aaron, I guess that makes your vote irrelevant here. But I, I'm guessing you're going to go with Beetlejuice, given your dislike <laughs> for Big Fish. Well, if my vote doesn't count, then I'm not fucking telling you. No, yeah, obviously it would have been Beetlejuice, hands down. Um, and for the reasons listed above. Okay, so now for the our second question before we move on to our incredibly difficult uh, final round. Uh, so you guys, we were talking about it off air, but I think I've got it worded perfectly. We're gonna put uh, we're gonna put Tim Burton, Helena Bonham Carter, and um, Johnny Depp into a prison cell, but we are going to give Tim Burton a knife and a blanket. And he has to kill one of them for food and keep the other for uh, comfort for the rest of his days. Oh. So who is, who is he who is he killing and eating and uh, who is he uh, going to uh, to curl up with at the end of the night? Glenn, I'm going to start with you, sir. <laughs> uh, I mean, it'd be kind of weird for him to use the knife on Johnny Depp since he's the one that's usually getting stabbed. Uh <laughs> In the poop. And, and it'd be weird for him to stab Helen Bonner Cotter just to eat her because I'm sure he eats her out all the time. So it's something he hasn't tasted before. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> that also goes for uh, for Johnny Depp, but I think it's more of like flavor ice versus, you know, <laughs> pudding. Uh, now, I, I truly, I truly, truly believe he would he would go with Johnny Depp because outside for, for of for food or for comfort for, for, for comfort. Okay. I because Johnny Depp was in his life before Helen. And I think he'll be in Tim Burton's life long after. Okay. Cause you could make the argument that maybe his time has come and gone. And, uh, Helena Bonham Carter has been waiting in the wings and now it's, it's maybe she gets in his ear a little bit. Maybe it's finally, it's finally, uh, well, I mean, the, rise to the top. I mean, the only movie that they haven't like that Johnny Depp hasn't been in. It's been in a Tim Burton movie that she is also not in it or that she is also in is Big Fish. Right. But he has done other things that don't require his wife. That's right. That's <laughs> so, right. I mean, even in his movie choices, he picked him, he's picked Johnny Depp more than her. So yeah, but she was busy doing the Harry Potter movies too. Johnny Depp was just kind of laying around. That's right. 
I mean, uh, he was doing the the Pirates of the Caribbean during all the the Charlie and a Chocolate Factory, and even uh, Alice in Wonderland. So it wasn't. I mean, not, I mean, granted, it's pretty easy just to stand in front of a green screen and get a paycheck, as we've learned from the numerous accounts of George Lucas making the last three uh, Star Sorry. Wars movies. So I mean, uh, wrap those up quickly. And it's not like she had a gigantic role in those Harry Potter movies. Uh, Aaron, so how do you want to dissect this scenario here? Where does uh, what move does was does Tim Burton make? Oh, Johnny Depp's getting stabbed right in the fucking face. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, he actually committed to Helena Bonham. You know, married her. I mean, you know. That's right. So, uh, and he could have done that with Johnny Depp at any point. I mean, you know, there's places they could have gone to do that sort of thing. But <laughs> them, plenty of states in other countries. All three of them in a prison cell. I, I think that Johnny Depp, while. I, I think he looks more like a cuddler. Like HBC just looks like she might be a little frigid. Johnny Depp would probably be a, a better spooner. I just think that uh, he takes care of himself a little better. Like he seems to be like, you know, he drinks a lot of wine, so he's probably uh, pretty flavorful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter just looks like she might taste like an ashtray. So I think he keeps her alive just because Johnny Depp might be just a little bit more scrumptious. And Johnny Depp may love, you know, Tim Burton more and sacrifice himself. Yeah, he so. might he might just yeah just Harry carry himself and just yeah. get it over with. Yeah, that's what I was going to go for. I was going to say maybe uh, Burton opens himself up and invites them to enjoy uh, each other's bodies on top of him while feeding on him. Uh, but uh, Glenn, you beat me to it, sir. So uh, I'm sorry. Damn it! It's, it's like a really twisted kind of glass menagerie. <laughs> I mean, right. it's like a Tim Burton film. Uh, that's so. right. That's right. It's like Johnny put on your scissor hands and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it'd be tremendous. Um, the final, the final battle here. This this may be tough because everybody has proclaimed love for these two movies. Um, this may require some serious thought. I'm I'm not sure. Aaron, we're going to start with you, man. But it's a uh, number four Batman from 1989, 7.6 out of 10 against number seven Beetlejuice from 1988 with a 7.4. Oh shit. I know, right? There are some things to weigh here a little bit. Unlike the previous rounds where it seemed like uh, some obvious uh, some obvious advancements, uh, not so much here. This is some hot Keaton on Keaton action, too. It is, man. I mean, obviously... Dear you get hell, way what more, do we do to ourselves here? Obviously, you get way more Keaton in, in Batman, but you could argue for the quality of his work in Beetlejuice as well. Well, they probably talk just the same amount in, in both <laughs> movies. Quite possibly. Yeah, it might be fucking really close. <laughs> Come on down and get your sauce. Go down. What we need is some sort of Batman Beetlejuice mashup. Uh, Batman perhaps talks like Beetlejuice. I, I don't know. Or if you say Batman three times, he he magically appears. Right. <laughs> Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls. For me, I. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It just does. I always just think about that South Park episode. <laughs> I. Uh, for me, it's got to be Batman. Uh, Michael Keaton's turn as Batman. I mean, he'll always be my Batman. Like, when you say Batman, he'll be the one I think of. For me, for him being the face of an entire franchise, as great as Beetlejuice is, as much as I love that movie and as much as I watch it, you know, fucking all the time, Batman has got to win this title uh, just by the narrowest of margins. There you go. Uh, Glenn, where are you sitting on this uh, this incredible debate? Uh, You know, I just... I feel like Batman is just going to be a... I think it's just going to be a... He's just do, uh, destined to be second place. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Beetlejuice. I just... <laughs> it's so different. And you just think about the content. I mean, it was one of Tim Burton's earlier things. So it was before, like, 
you know, he became watered down to what he is now. Right. And, you know, just like <laughs> Michael Bay with The Rock. I mean, there's just, you know, you know, he became a joke now, but then he was like this up and coming rising star of mm. like these cult comedies. I'm giving Bruckheimer some of the credit there also, I think, though. Those guys put half of their brains together and. <laughs> Oh God! Well, I mean, look, Bruckheimer. I mean, that dude's just a whore for money, as we've all learned in Arrested Development between him and Ron Howard. It's you know, it's either Imagine Entertainment, Jerry Bruckheimer production. So there you go. And Jerry ain't getting out of the boat for this one. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I I'll go with Beetlejuice. I just I love that movie so freaking much. I've never seen there has never been a scene that I've been so weirded out and enjoyed at the same time as much as I love the singing dinner party. I mean, Oh God, that's such a good scene. It's just the weirdest thing. It comes out of nowhere. But come on. Uh, Nicholson as the Joker in the museum, touching up everything. I mean, yeah, no, it's great. It is like, good. When he shoots Bob, he's like Bob gun. And then just shoots him. I know, but, then Michael Keaton like lives on a miniature landscape of the town and goes into a strip club. That's how they get rid of him to distract him for like half the movie. I mean, come on. He like, nails Kim Basinger and then sleeps upside down, man. <laughs> Which is what you have he to do actually after you sleep with Kim Basinger, I think. Yeah, I think that's the only way to to keep all the, the ickies off you. you yeah, know, just let them drain off. I think it sounds like an old wives' tale, but he Batman did it, so it's got to be true. Yeah, uh, if you suck on a nine volt, it works too. Yeah, I I don't know. I really am. I so like part of me wants to give it to Batman because of the uh, the the snubbing that the first Batman movie got when we did our our greatest Batman film of all time shtick, um, which I believe went to Batman Begins. Yes. Yeah, it did. Um, And it is my it is my favorite Batman film. Um, God, oh, it's so tough. Um, I because I really do like both of those movies. And I was thinking about like, I really like that. Uh, the ridiculousness of Jack Nicholson's Joker with the fucking gargantuan pistol as well. With the abnormally, which so fucking ridiculous. And nails the fucking bat plane, but he can't hit him with his gun. Oh man. Yeah, I know. It's absolutely ridiculous and awesome. And, uh, I I love it. Oh God, Aaron, I'm so sorry. I got to pick Beetlejuice here. (laughs) Ah, I just, I got more soft spots for Beetlejuice than I realized going into this podcast. Like the more, it's been so long since I've watched it, but the more Glenn mentions it, the more I'm just like, oh, I love that movie so much. But what Uh, what about Michael Keaton's great monologue while he was dressed as Batman? Do you remember that part? No. Do you know why? Because it didn't fucking happen because Michael Keaton was actually fucking Batman and he kept his goddamn mouth shut. I was going to say, it's like, I don't remember that. Exactly. Because he was actually fucking Batman. Was there a scene scene where he was with Basinger? He's like, where's the Joker? Yeah. Uh, And she's like, I don't fucking know. Where is he? No, he he was too busy fucking her. (laughs) Like Bruce Wayne would. Like Bruce Wayne would. Yeah. Bruce Wayne didn't get any of that action from uh, his girls in the Nolan movies whatsoever. Totally did. He fucked Talia. No way. As far as I can tell, he died a virgin, as best I can tell. I yeah. watched all those movies, Glenn. I'm pretty sure that... That's why he was so gravelly. <laughs> all that pent-up rage, blue yeah. ball Batman. <laughs> it was bubbling back up into his throat. Uh, that's where all the blue went in this costume. Okay, blue well, now cheese. we know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I, I am so sorry, Batman. I've just got to go there. It's, it's, it's not a Batman thing, it's a I Tim tried, Burton Michael thing. Keaton. I yeah. tried. I mean, he went. He won! A... <laughs> I don't even... But not as fucking Batman. I, mean, I love true. Beetlejuice, but man. Yeah. Ugh. 
I feel bad here. I feel bad here because it's not a Batman thing. It's a Tim Burton thing. And Beetlejuice is my favorite Tim Burton movie now that I've re-listened to everyone's case for Beetlejuice, uh, which I will now go and buy via our Amazon link. Uh, I I just completely forgot how much. I think it's because it's been years since I've watched that movie. It's been so long. I think the last time I watched it, it was like half-assed, like halfway through I tuned in on TV or something. Uh, and that's like the last time I, I saw it. I didn't really put any thought into it, but oh no, go pick it up! Holy shit, it's a and if you you sealed the deal, sir. If you said that there are cartoon episodes of yep. Beetlejuice on There's that, like four of them, right? oh my god, yeah. I gotta go watch uh, like right away because that's my childhood talking to me right there. So you can buy the entire DVD set on Amazon for like eighty bucks. Oh, so tasty! And by the way, Glenn, in case you're unaware, and for anybody else in North America with Netflix. Uh, if you're a big fan of Pee Wee Herman, I do believe they have uploaded uh, many, many episodes of Pee Wee's Playhouse to Netflix. Uh, last I was on there, which I believe was sometime last night, uh, they have a bunch of fucking Pee Wee's Playhouse episodes. Uh, yeah, the, the yeah. This, I they don't do know if Beetlejuice is still on there, but I know Batman is. I don't think it is, but shit, if it's on Netflix, I should go watch that tonight as well. I'll go watch that in between episodes of Supernatural. Uh, that's what that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll I'll watch a few of those episodes. Have fun doing that, Glenn. You can go grumble in the corner, sir. You should go. You should go fucking watch that show. It's 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 way less girly than you think. Way less girly than Buffy. I have no problem with it being girly. I'm, I just <laughs> watch one. Did you hear a high voice got when he said that? <laughs> uh, it's the it's the Charlie Day effect uh, when I get upset. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Charlie Day effect. Uh, no, you, I, I, uh, no, I have no problem with being girly. I mean, I can just watch the mid-season finale of fucking Once Upon a Time and they threw in Cruella DeVille. That's true. I mean, look, I, I have no problems with that, but yeah, it's not, a, just... it's not a, it's, it's, it's actually a very far from girly show. And, and any, uh, and, uh, and any television show that begins their, uh, their, their season finale with, uh, Carry On My Wayward Son from Kansas, uh, every fucking year for the season finale is... Totally, totally fine in my book. Supernatural does pretty much the same thing. Uh, yeah. Well, no, that's what I was talking about with Supernatural. That's that's, oh, right. that's one of the things yeah, I love. Yeah, time does not do that. No, I wish they did. They, <laughs> I wish they, they had just... a classic rock soundtrack, but they do not, unfortunately. No, they they just bring up Marvel comics a lot. Do they really? Oh yeah, dude. Like every every couple of episodes, or there's always a comic book in the background. Shit, there you go. Maybe they're maybe they're uh, maybe they're stretching for some sort of tie-in here. Well, isn't maybe. that it? Isn't that an ABC show? Yeah, it is. Yeah, maybe yeah, agents. Of, maybe I mean, agents dude, of Shield will show up in an episode. I mean, dude, the, the moment they bought the rights to Star Star Wars, like two weeks later, <laughs> that was wearing the an Iron Man tone. T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they just Cinderella's good. Cinderella's got a Boba Fett helmet on. Yeah, right. No, <laughs> she's too busy teaching a, a you know how to raise your baby class. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's incredible, sir. Um, shit, you guys. That's uh, that's the podcast. We've we've got uh, another one lined up for you. And Aaron made the suggestion that since we're we're rapidly approaching the holidays, uh, those Harry Potter movies, most of those have some sort of loosely tied Christmassy themes. Uh, ABC Family certainly fucking thinks so, as they air Harry Potter movies every year over Christmas. They, all, uh, well, they came out in theaters around Christmas time, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess they did, and I suppose that you can consider it a Christmas movie because they have one scene in every movie where there's fucking snow and somebody says, <laughs> Happy Christmas, Harry, and they give him a sweater or some shit. Uh, but I don't think those diehards... If I'm not going to your family, <laughs> die, you can't live on campus. Die Hard is more of a Christmas movie than the Harry Potter movies are. Die Hard 2 also. Die Hard 2. 
is the best Christmas movie. Let's not forget about Reindeer Games. Actually, you know, let's grab Harry Potter. Let's just pull together all the all the Christmas action movies and decide which one's the best. The greatest Christmas action. The greatest Christmas action movie. We we definitely have eight. Of course we do. Fuck yes we do. Yeah, Die Hard, Jingle All the Way. Um, Die Hard Two, Reindeer Games. Jingle All the Way Two. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon One. Yeah, Prancer. <laughs> Santa Claus the movie Lift Guy was an evil motherfucker in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa with muscles. Um, uh, oh, Santa uh, Santa Slay starring Bill Goldberg. Slay. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm so happy every time that gets brought up on this sh- on this show. Action movies. Yeah, I think we could do that. Fuck yeah, we can. I mean, that's a lot of research on my part. So we're definitely uh, doing Harry Potter next time. But... We we just gave you like six legitimate ones throughout that whole list of bullshit we threw out. <laughs> Uh, okay, Aaron, you know what? I, I'll tell you what, sir. If you can provide Love me actually. A, if you can provide me within a week eight eight legitimate Christmas action movies uh, that center around Christmas and aren't just featuring Christmas in one scene, okay. uh, if you can provide at least eight of them, we will do that for the next podcast. All right, I got you, sir. It's it's not quite a film franchise, but it's 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 relatively close. Every once in a while, we will stray from the format on this horribly flawed and incredibly decisive podcast of ours. Yeah, we we talked about dudes wieners essentially uh, on the last one. So yeah, I mean, I, that, I mean, they were actors, most of them, with the exception of Tim Tebow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I know he pretends like he knows how to play football. Oh, there you go. I guess there's some. Actors. I'm really glad we could introduce. Uh, Ben, 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 the British lawyer to Tim Tebow. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a very special I'm not moment. Quite familiar with his work, but now do I see it? He is so. Uh, I guarantee he saw that one picture of Tebow shirtless running in the rain or whatever, and it's like, yeah. okay, now I see it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So for Glenn Beauvais and Aaron DeLosa, I'm Anthony Lewis. So we'll be back uh, either talking Harry Potter or if, or if Aaron can get his gear together, sir, we'll be talking about the greatest Christmas slash action films. Uh, of all time on Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive. Ho, ho, ho. Christmas has arrived at Cinema Geekly. We've got Christmas specials to talk about, and we're planning another year of putting important geek news into your ears. So, whilst you're buying your family stuff on Amazon, spare us a thought. Before you shop, just visit cinemageekly.com and go to Amazon via our link. It will cost you nothing more than your shopping was going to cost anyway, but we'll get a kickback. That'll keep us happy until Bono does a charity single for us. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.